This episode is made possible with the help of our friends at Falk Salt. All right, everyone, while you may be familiar with that clean tasting flaky salt on some delicious tomatoes or to finish a nice steak, let's not look past the wonderful world of cocktails. We've had a number of bartenders in our Beyond the Drink episodes, which take place every other week, that are using salt as a component in their cocktails. Today's guest is no different. Masa from New York City actually adds a pinch of salt to his martinis when he makes them at home. Pretty cool, but keep listening to this episode to hear why he actually adds the salt. So I'm excited to share more about Falk Salt. Falk Salt has been Sweden's premier salt manufacturer for over 190 years. They produce beautiful, 100% natural Mediterranean sea salt flakes. You almost don't want to eat it. This stuff is so beautiful. Find it in your local grocery store or on Amazon. So to learn more about Falk Salt and all of their different flavors, go to FalkSaltUSA.com. That's F-A-L-K. S-A-L-T-U-S-A dot com. And follow them on social media at Falksalt USA. Falksalt, we thank you. Hello, everyone. I'm Simon Ford of Forge Gin. Martinis, gin and tonics, Negronis, great classic cocktails is what I'm about. But I also love to hear of great recipes from great bartenders from around the world, which is why we've partnered with Beyond the Drink for this season. Cheers. Well, you just heard from the man himself, Simon Ford, and this season of Beyond the Drink is presented by Ford's Gin. I'm Cappy, and this is a segment where some of the best bartenders in the country explain the stories and recipes behind their favorite drinks. To get the recipe from this episode, check out the episode notes in your podcast player or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com. Beyond the Drink is a production of Beyond the Plate. All right, everyone, for this episode, we're talking with Masahiro Urushido out of New York City. You can find him on Instagram at MasaNYC. That's M-A-S-A-N-Y-C. Masa is going to walk us through his at-home martini. Please enjoy this episode as we go beyond the drink with Masa Urushido. All right, Masa, I feel like you're going to school us on simplicity at its finest. What are you uh, mixing up for us today? Thank you, Andrew, for having me today. Uh, I work at the bar called Katana Kitten in the West Village in New York City. And yes, we have lots of cocktails. We are specialized in the highballs and kind of well, everything is kind of taken from the classics to respecting the classic cocktails and preparations and a story behind, but uh, kind of adding little bit of our touch of how we can bring a little bit of like, like a Japanese as a culture, as a uh, culinary traditions, and like a little technique, ingredients, because we are Japanese-American bar. And that's what we do. Our menu is not big, but kind of focused menu. But uh, at work, so that's, that's what I do. And But my uh, private at home, when I come home or just, you know, my day off, and something I really like is that I like martini. Um, I like martini as a drink and it's more about, uh, to me, is that the kind of at the time, you know, like either I drinking at home, you know, going to the steakhouse, drinking like martini to start with a martini or, you know, like going out and drinking martini is like kind of like simple, but I remember more so that who I'm with or who I was going out and oh I remember the King Steakhouse dinner I remember that the Balthazar dinner on the Christmas day kind of thing and then at home yes I drink martini it's kind of I use this plastic measuring cup as a mixing vessel you know it's a 16 ounce plastic with a handle on it I use that because um, it's something that I don't know how long ago we, we, my wife and I, you know, like start living together and then like, you know, like, oh, I need a measuring cup to 
uh, make some stew or something. And then I got this a little small. It's actually kind of perfect making one or two martini in there. So, and it's storable. I just put in there, I put on the recipe about two to one part because you don't really use jigger at home, you know, that uh, to making it perfect, perfect, you know, like this kind of that meticulousness, but more about, all right, so let's pop open and open the fridge, grab the um, driver move, what we have in the fridge at a time. doesn't need to be a specific brand, but I, li- I like these uh, French driver moves because I think uh, they are delicious. I just open and then just pour about one part of the that drizzle. And, but also kind of like when I'm feeling that, I don't know, like maybe I can do dry martini. So I just, just splash in there and then top it off with the gin. Or maybe I want to enjoy like a couple more. So maybe just like trying, to, trying to make it like a one-to-one. So anyhow, um, yeah, just pour that certain part in and, and top of that with the um, gin, uh, London dry style gin. So it's got the good, you know, um, very straightforward, uh, beautiful juniper. And throw some like pinch of salt because I most likely I make it in the kitchen uh, when I'm making martini. You know, the, the kitchen, everything is around it. The fridge is there. Measuring cups here, I mean, freezer above the, you know, the, the, those uh, two compartments, you know, like the, the shitty, um, <laughs> the, uh, the fridge is nothing special, not fancy. It just grabs, uh, the ice. You can reach out with a hand and then put that in the mixing cup, uh, measuring cup and then bring it, uh, a gin, whatever the ratio is, like I feel like. And a little pinch of salt. I don't know, just, just something I like and, you know, a pinch of salt <laughs> makes everything tastier. And also you can't, most likely I'm eating something. Either, yes, I can shuck oyster at home. You know, maybe my wife might have like uh, three or my half uh, 12. And it's just that that touch of salinity goes well with anything, you know, you're eating uh, appetizer or just even like fish, like a sashimi. I think it's kind of like to me that, martini connects me to that time that oh yes i can enjoy a little martini time kind of thing and it's just my day off and my of course cook our daughter's food first and then so she has she's got something to eat but also to us it's just like a little martini time which is kind of like a little treat you know within a week that if you have um the time to do that you know just yeah so that's that's kind of that the connect me to the, the martini time is that at home my favorite garnish is actually the uh the radish that so you know that the new york city these uh, farmers market we have the one close to us and uh we live in the park slope every sunday just this gorgeous farmers market next to um uh, my my daughter goes playing in the playground, and then uh, uh, on the Fifth Avenue, and yeah, it's the beautiful radishes, different radishes, and they, they got these like mixed color radishes. That's my favorite. Like it's ones got like a little purple ones, and black ones, and the, of course the red one, but pink ones. I like that kind of like basket, but all what's I call like a little little more like a kind of longer shape is with the French radish, I guess breakfast radish. Those are delicious too. And I make this kind of softened butter. So that you get the butter and just soften it and then in the room temperature. And add a chopped um, kombu, the salted kombu, shio kombu. That's a Japanese little kind of condiments that you can mix in anything. So you make a kombu butter. So mix that butter with the kombu. And I think, I believe like the first time I had it, that kind of thing, it was at the Grand Army. That's an amazing um, oyster bar. 
in a cocktail bar in um, where we used to live uh, nearby. And so I just basically washed the radish and like dipped that in the combo butter. And then just actually that to me is the happiest, <laughs> happiest garnish to uh, drink martinis. So just I have this here's here the martini, whatever the ratio is with a twist and combo butter uh, radish. So that's kind of sort of my favorite. Yes, that's my favorite drink. Uh, drinking at home. Yes, that's my favorite drink. And probably I, I might have. Yeah, probably I might like the um, the beer on the side as well. Um, I love it. Yeah, I, I love it, Masa, because you're taking something that sounds so simple, but there's so much like passion and experience behind it. And I feel like, as you've alluded to, for you, it's like a brand or a spirit or a drink connects you with like a time or, you know, or a memory. It's not like always about just going out and getting a martini. Like there's a certain experience you had with, you know, someone or a group of people or at a certain dinner, which is really cool. I love that. So awesome. So you're doing two parts gin to one part dry vermouth to this pinch of salt. And you're adding all of these components into a, you use a measuring cup. I love that. You're making me feel good about uh, mixing something at home and not being so precious about it. You're adding these things um, to some ice. You're stirring it up until it's cold. And then you're straining it into a frozen martini or coupe glass. I saw the salt and I was curious because I was wondering if you were adding salt for that touch of flavor or if you were adding salt because it helps bring that chill level down a little bit. And I was curious to hear your use of it, but I love that pinch of salt in there. That's such a neat thing I'm gonna try. Yeah, for sure, the, the, the temperature one, that's, that's because that's what you, um, you're expert in this, you know, like <laughs> you're talking to chefs and about in this. To be honest, I didn't even think about that part. There's a chance it makes it a degree or two like colder. Oh yeah, definitely. That's for sure. But I'm not adding like really kind of like that much. It's probably like like just something like stuck to my hand, like like you know, like while I'm making something else and just like, you know, just kind of like outdoor some uh, pinch in there. To be honest, I think I think salt brings out like lots of flavors, especially the herbs. Uh, from the vermouth, yes, I think so because if there's so actually the even tiny bit you put in the pinch in the martini or like the, the liquid form with it while you're drinking it, and I think it definitely like is similar to your uh, tongue, the tasting buds, and then you mm. kind of like taste that even the the pinch, but the, I think like that the stimulation to your t- tasting buds I, I think brings out more herb and more assertive to these kind of the flavor of the vermouth and the botanical of the gin. But to me, it's more, I think it's more about uh, bring out the uh, kind of wine component, like, you know, the, the flavor of uh, vermouth. And- yeah, that sounds so good. Masa, this was awesome. Thank you. So all of our guests that we have, I had mentioned to you before we started recording for Beyond the Plate, which is our companion podcast to Beyond the Drink here, they all give back in different ways. And I always like to say bartenders are no different. They give back plenty and support organizations and things like that. So we wanted to give you a minute or however long you'd like to take to, you know, shed some light on whether there's a specific charitable organization or a cause that you may want to raise awareness for. Are there any that you'd like to support through your work? It's, it's hard to kind of choose one that top on my head that, you know, like, yes, we've done something time to time, again, that the 
the previous restaurant I worked, we always did something for um, Bari Mission, which is the uh, one of the oldest uh, homeless shelter in uh, on the Bari Street in the Lower Manhattan because uh, we had somehow a connection and a neighborhood connection. You know, just down the street, we had this restaurant with the restaurant I was working. And and then our chef, uh, executive chef, like had a connection to the pastor, uh, pastor uh, who worked there. So just like, oh, you know, when the time to celebrate something, for example, like it was New Year's Eve or kind of, you know, that the time while like Christmas, like while people are celebrating uh, in basically essentially a privileged form or style, you know, like, yes, you can afford to go out and eat and drink. And then, yes, you can celebrate this and buying this ticket to, you know, like, oh, go out and celebrate with champagne and like caviar and then like these things. What can you do? Somehow to share that joy of the seasonality. And yesterday we, I organized this uh, kind of uh, seasonal charity waffle, uh, no raffles. <laughs> not waffle. The raffles that so basically like pe- as people buy and walk in, hey, thanks for joining us tonight. It's like basically handed out there those uh, half other of um the tickets and just basically kinda of like a we did the raffle and or silent auction for these um a precious uh liquid that like donated by this liquor company. And yes, and then you know, all this proceed go to them. I don't know, just like nothing major. I can't I can't I can't just when, whenever we have, we feel the connection and we, we, we should do, it. uh, we, we, I love to do it. We love to do it. It's not about amount of money. It's not about how big that grant that we can raise or anything. It's, it's, it's always, always about a little gesture that uh, something you want to do. And yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Before we start wrapping it up here, you have a beautiful cocktail book called the Japanese art of the cocktail. Share with us listeners a little bit about that book before we uh, click buy on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for bringing that up, Andrew. So this is the cocktail book is about uh, this is a recipe book. So it's got good amount of a total of 80 recipes of cocktails and and then includes all these sub recipes. So, so ultimately you can recreate all these uh, everyone's. Uh, drink my drink and then also the all these contributors uh, bartenders drink so we have these amazing bartenders from both us and japan uh contrib- contributed uh recipe uh, for this book and uh they're absolutely unique and beautiful and so different because that shows everyone's uh, different personality and technique and uh some of the cocktails from katana kitten uh signature cocktails we don't change the menu that often because the signature cocktail to me is should stay because it's it's kind of our classic so uh including those recipes some uh, snack delicious savory snacks recipe from uh, katana kitten as well so food recipe like a little food recipe uh including my uh, grandma's recipe and so it's kind of a book about interesting recipe book definitely and but it's something like this again that what this book represents is about i said it many times in the book as well it's about uh generosity of a uh, generosity and love and uh supporting nature of uh bar community and bartending community and then industry that the uh, hospitality industry because Somehow, I ended up that one restaurant when I was 19, 18, 19, walked in with no experience, like no previous experience or skill or 
probably like no, I didn't have maturity in like my mental uh, maturity. Literally, imagine this someone who previously just delivering pizza on the bike and on a scooter and randomly walked into this uh, one of the fine dining in Tokyo at a time. No experience whatsoever. Like a little, little uh, to be honest, like a little stupid punk kid uh, who I was. And somehow these inspirational mentors and people uh, transform me. They show me the kind of like a beauty of what what's so fulfilling and actually enjoyable to serving people and to make people happy uh, through serving drinks and food in the restaurant in very professional setting. And the first time I felt like so professional and respectful, had respectful work, uh, what you do. And from there, somehow, time to time, just really meeting right people at the right timing. And I got that, um, I really got uh, so lucky to meet all these mentors and uh, people. Yeah. Uh, so I'd encourage everyone to check that book out because furthermore, Masa, as it says, delves into what exactly constitutes the Japanese approach to cocktails. And as it says, demystifies the techniques that have been handed down over generations. So really cool approach to cocktails there in that book. Masa, thank you. Let's do a quick speed round and close it out. What do you say? Sure. Awesome. Question one, name the cocktail that inspired you to get behind the bar. Manhattan. What's the last cocktail you made at home? You could probably guess this one. Martini. Yeah. <laughs> name a smell behind the bar that you love. I love the dive bar smell that like really fine beer stained wood. <laughs> you know, that like, the, like kind of like a blend between... You know that the wet word by wet wetted by I guess beer and then dirty rug and like the UI thing and like kind of some like a little bit of like somewhere like a little rotten but you know time to <laughs> a demolition and then put the new balance but but really it's, it's I like that smell of that kind of easty uh, easty um, yeah the beer thing word smell of like some fry food and. Uh, I love that smell. How about a smell behind the bar you hate? Uh, kind of new, you know, like a new, new smell. I, I mean, I don't hate anything. I should not hate anything. But I wish it was different. I, I don't know. I mean, the, the bar, the smells a little pretentious. <laughs> I guess that, that's, that's the smell, you know, maybe um, kind of not so welcoming. Yeah. yeah, not so welcoming. You can smell that, yeah. And let's uh, close it out. What's one cocktail every home bartender should have in their repertoire? I guess like I'll say, um, I'll say martini or highball because both kind of easy to make. It's minimal ingredients, but like you can taste different. Like you can actually surprise yourself that like, you know, as, as I mentioned it, like not jiggering, not measuring martini. You, you know what I'm saying? That the, you can taste like, oh, that was a tutu. Huh? Oh, that was a dry martini. And you know, like the, the, oh, how long are you stir in that like little, my shitty, the plastic measuring cup. And like, oh, that was over stir, that was under stir. And it's the kind of thing that like, you kind of want to pay attention. Like, you know, like, oh, that's, that's interesting. You know, that I think that everything starts from the interest, you know, that, that, so that's like martini and in the highball, you can make a killer highball at home. You, you know, like you throw the, throw the booze in the freezer. The freezer, the booze itself is cold. And chilled soda water, deli ice, and uh, different type of the glassware you use. But, you know, both simple, but you notice it tastes different uh, every single time. And 
and then you start paying attention like oh no stress again like it's, it's you know like you it tastes different, so that's a good thing. You know, like you said, you're noticing differences. But yeah, Martin is highball. Master, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I loved getting these like intricate details to the martini. I wouldn't classify myself as a like the biggest martini drinker, but there's probably a great chance that I will be making one of these martinis very soon. So thank you for that. Excited to check more out on your book and thank you for all you have done and do to give back uh, to the community, whether it's Children's Hospital, whether it's, you know, Bowery Mission, whatever it may be. And thanks for taking the time again to do this. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Really. Thank you. To get the recipe from this episode, check out the episode notes in your podcast player or go to beyondtheplaypodcast.com. This episode was produced by myself, along with Ian Cohen, Joel Yetten, and Sean Petrosian. Find me and keep up to date with this podcast across all social media platforms at On Cappy's Plate or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com. Beyond the Plate is on all the socials at BT Plate Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Drink, a production of Beyond the Plate. I'm Cappy.